Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Reboot, uh, the podcast edition of the show. It's about 7.05 here as we record. Thursday, July 30th. Good morning. Thank you for finding us. We're a little short today. I don't know where Floyd is. Good morning, Alexandria. Hello. Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas, if I'm nasty, and I am, I'm nasty sometimes. No, it's Alexandria if you're nasty. Alexandria, if I'm, I never got that Janet Jackson line, like never at all. Like, what, what was she trying to mean by that? I don't know. I think it's the same as like if you're fancy. So most people will call me Alex, but if you're fancy, you can call me Alexandria. Like if you know people call me Alex, but you're just like no. <laughs> I'm going to call you Alexandria. The the Janet Jackson line, are you too young to remember that lyric? Floyd No, I know it. Okay, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Mm -hmm. What do you you mean? I I don't know. I think, I mean, maybe it's speaking to, you know how, like, if you're into, uh, like, the BDSM dominatrix kind of stuff? Ah, yes. Probably that. Got it. Okay. Was she wearing leather? Probably. That was over my head when <laughs> that song was like a current single and I was, whatever, eight, nine, ten. Um, before Floyd gets here, if Floyd gets here, let's, because uh, I've already teased it on the air. I hope he's okay. Um, yeah. Even when he, he always gets up. I don't, he could, someone might have kidnapped him. Like, he never oversleeps. This is, uh, this is weird for him. So, hopefully he'll be along shortly. But uh, before he hops on. Uh, backpacks for humans. Backpacks for humans, yes. Um, did you know Hyperloop Nate before all of this? I did know Hyperloop Nate. Um, we met years ago through one of my girlfriends that now has moved back home. And so we didn't really like keep in touch, but we we were like Facebook friends. And we would see each other at different events. With I would see him with Jade. Um, I really enjoy Jade. And... Um, we just kind of connected that way. And then when I saw that he was doing backpacks for humans, I was like, Hey, you do know, I kind of do this for, for work, right? Like this is our thing. And he didn't. And so we ended up meeting and talking about how like our, our groups could help each other. Uh, I'll rewind this and get everybody in the loop. But also I I remember uh, you might've saw him or chatted with him at the good grief breakfast. Mm-hmm. In, in October, yeah, because he was there. That's and, right. And Jade was there. Uh, so I'll, right. I'll rewind this. I I got wind of it like last last week. I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Nate Welke, who is going to make the Hyperloop happen here in Toledo, which um, is very cool. Yeah, that's that's why I call him Hyperloop Nate because that's what I associate him with. And and Nate is. Um, I always, he's always at coffee shops. He used to set up shop at Rust Belt in downtown Toledo. And I think he's been displaced and I don't know where to find it because I'm not down there anymore, but, and also the, the pandemic stuff, but, uh, somehow Nate, uh, switched gears and is now doing backpacks for humans. And can you explain what that is? Um, it is. So Nate, I, I believe it started from, um, Nate was out in the community one day when we were having like a heat wave. And I think he offered somebody some water. There was a homeless gentleman that was near him. And I'm pretty sure Nate offered him like some water or an essential item. And this person was incredibly grateful. And I think Nate was kind of overwhelmed with just reflecting on how grateful this person was for just something so essential. And, um, like kind of took a look at him and is like, you know, I'm, I wonder how often this person goes without those essential things. And so he's like, Hey, I want to get some people together. 
Um, and I know he's doing it with another person. Like I know it's not just Nate. Um, I'm still learning though, just like you are. Um, and it was like, Hey, you know, let's get some people together and see what we can gather. Like, let's see if we can get some, you know, essential items together for this person. And then, you know, or for this group of people in our County. And then it just kind of elaborated into backpacks for humans. He got a huge response from his following rightfully so because he's hyperloop nate so you know people know him and he got you know a huge response from people you know overwhelmingly wanting to um offer up money or offer up items or their time or even their space to allow these things to get put together so eventually he worked his way up and when i say eventually i mean like in the last two weeks (laughs) yeah in the last three weeks (laughs) it's really exploded the last last things that have happened i mean a lot of these things have happened because people have Mm -hmm. we've seen the the good side of of people and the ugly like we're in the extremes the really good and the really bad but that's just the world we live in now but it was uh when that lady did uh adopt a senior uh, for for kids that weren't gonna have a graduation, and mm-hmm. then when uh, Trevor from Deets did Grubs for Scrubs, and and Nate's backpack for humans is is blowing up in quite the same way, and he's just uh, they're collecting backpacks and just like everyday uh, materials that people would need who are, and he's just trying to help these people as they are homeless, not necessarily finding them homes, right? Because that's a more complicated matter. Um, we, so that was where we fit in. Um, obviously no, like you can't just outright find somebody at home, but you can also, you, I mean, within the backpack, you can offer resources like business cards for people to call where they can get those homes. And that's where like we would fall into place because we go out to the community and we do that outreach and we make that connection with that homeless person, literally from the point of, um, approaching them at the encampment or at the um, at the food kitchen or within the shelter to transporting to them to get their housing application started. So we um, were working together to talk about getting business cards in the bags. Um, I just woke just... up. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi. We were. I was worried. I don't know if Alex was. Probably not. It's always refreshing when we're worried, and then and then all of a sudden you jump in. Like it's like, oh my god. Oh my god! I was knocked <laughs> the hell out. I'm so. Was it sorry. the weather? Because it's so gloomy. I have no idea, but like I hear, I heard my alarm, and I go, "Ugh, what is that noise?" And I go, "That's Jessica Simpson. You're supposed to get your ass up." <laughs> so here I am, eleven minutes late. Hello. No, you're fine. We were we. I I I was I was weird. We're just talking uh, as we get going here about Alex helping out Hyperloop Nate's backpack for humans, which is getting people who are homeless some material so they can survive mm-hmm. and any other resources that can be offered. Have you seen that Floyd on Facebook? I know you're avoiding it a lot these days, but it's a good effort. No, I've been really good with avoiding. Like I just good. post and go about my day. Good. The well, the one the one cool thing that I will say that Nate didn't know about because the what like he legitimately is just trying to help. And so when I, like when I'm coming in, I'm giving him like all this data and all these numbers about homeless people in our County. And I was like, but Nate, like what's fantastic is normally we do the pit count. We do that twice a year, which is called the point in time count. It's a, it's a federal thing. They do it nationally um, where you volunteers literally go out into the community at night and in the afternoon to count how many homeless people we have in our community. 
So that's counting people in the shelters, sheltered and unsheltered. And we can't do that this year, like in the summer. Normally we do that in the summer and we do give out like small backpacks, like smaller than what Nate's providing with some essentials. And we can't do that. And then here he comes with his backpacks for humans. And so the our homeless population still gets an opportunity to receive those things. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's been a, a great effort so far, and I'm happy that Nate found something to do because I'm, I don't talk to Nate as much as I possibly could, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure he he has been bored since like all his stuff is so community oriented, like like you and I to a degree. So I'm glad yeah. that he, he found that. I have to I'll have to ask Jade more about that. His his daughter, and by the way, I so his daughter. Oh, God. I'll confuse people, but ne- never mind. Uh, but I was like, mm-hmm. "You're Hyperloop Nate's daughter. You're mm-hmm. Hyperloop Jade." And she so, is now. <laughs> she, yeah, she was like, she gave me this awful look when I called her that. But um, she and, is now. I love Jade, and she's a fantastic artist. My yeah, God, Jade, Jade's great. Um, so on this same note, Floyd, you're still there with us, right? Yeah, I'm just getting up. I gather my thoughts. All right, yeah, take your time. Um. So I saw the story the other day, and Alex, you probably have as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think you're going to have more background than I. I think it's kind of neat and probably very helpful that we're going to get some tiny houses. Do you know about mm. this project? Are you talking about with, I think it's a joint project with LMHA and a church locally? Maybe. I know it's going to happen on Bluff Street, which the, the Blade is the only is the only thing that calls it Central City. It seems like... Okay. Anything that isn't like we call it North Toledo, South Toledo, East Toledo, no human being calls it Central City, but mm-hmm. I guess that's <laughs> geographically correct. So, and I, I think this is so there is some nice housing, like th- they're nice newer houses just mm-hmm. outside of downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where these tiny houses will be. And I think I don't have my notes here with me. I think there'll be it's either 22 or 42 of them. And they're like 400 square feet, and you will qualify for them if you have earnings of $18,000 or less. It's, it's low-income housing, but it's sure. not the low-income housing that the president just talked about yesterday. Oh, my um, gosh. Don't get me started. Yeah, it's 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 kind of nice. It's kind of cool. In fact, I think... So Megan always wanted to live in a tiny house so she could pick it up and move it anywhere. <laughs> but uh, so you don't you don't know much about this then I'm guessing right? No, I do. So I um, they kind of announced this. I want to say early spring, maybe around the holidays, like maybe around the first of the year. And because and naturally we had an interest in it, and I do believe that it's in it's in, it's a com- a collection of like a local church that I think is based downtown. I don't know which one. And LMHA, so Lucas County um, Metro Housing Authority. Um, And so when I saw that, I was like, okay. And in the article, they were kind of giving some numbers about like what they would, what kind of it would cost ideally and what they would pay for. And I feel like it was not the early stages, but it was still kind of new. The only thing that concerned me at the time is I said, you know, I hope they're basing it on that person's income. Um, because if you just make these tiny houses like a base rent rate of $400 and you pay electricity, that's still like for some people, that's still a lot, you know, so Mm -hmm. you could still potentially um, be overcharging. It is 
lovely to be able to give them dignified quality housing because I agree that um, low income housing is not sometimes you don't that's not what you think of like those those you don't think of those two together but um, I do think that it's a fantastic start I think it'll be great for kind of our city and making our beautifying it I believe because it sounds like it's going to be lovely with potentially landscaping and things like that yeah they'll be very like kind of modern and contemporary and I'm, I think it's it's in this year and Alex I just sent you the uh, a, yeah, the editorial from the blade uh-huh. about the article from two days ago and uh-huh. again I, it's like off of Collingwood somewhere it's it, like I don't think anybody ever drives this this area because uh-huh. it's just never on the way anywhere but it's there and it, it's kind of I can't explain it, but Bluff Street is the area. I think it's called Bluff Street Village. Um, uh-huh. And over in that area, there is some newer housing where this addition will make it look really nice. And you're, you use the perfect word, uh, dignified, because I think when people think of low-income housing, uh, uh-huh. like you, people think of of just... The projects. Pro- projects, projects and, right. and cohabitating yeah. with bed bugs. You could say it. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I first moved here, we were... We part... We Sorry, talking... When we first moved here, like my mom was going through a divorce, we lived in um, LMHA, low income housing, and I never knew until I got older. So like that's, and when you said dignified, that's the first thing to do it because my mom made it, it feel like we were normal kids and grew up uh-huh. in a good neighborhood and uh-huh. all that jazz. So like I'm actually interested in this. I think I saw like a picture scrolling on Facebook of a house. I just didn't know what they were talking about. But oh. it did say like Toledo and like tiny houses coming, so I'm I think I'm putting two and two together. Yeah. But I like the way that I like the way that Alex described it because a lot of people they they get put in a situation <laughs> like my mom my mom went through a divorce like she mm-hmm. one day we were a happy go lucky black family in Arizona next day we woke up in Toledo Ohio so you know what I mean like a lot of stuff plays into why people are in low income housing and I think. Right. There's a stigma to it too that it's actually funny because like I just had a support group for um, my bariatric surgery, and they were talking about what are some of the stigmas you have as a being an overweight person, and I was the first one to raise my hand. I said, "There's a stigma that we're lazy," and she's all that. She's like, "That's like the number one thing when you're overweight, you're lazy." And I think when you see someone in low income housing. There's a, that's a stigma with them too. They're lazy. Mm-hmm. They just can't get back on their feet and get a real job like someone else. So it's just like when you said dignified, it kind of hit me because I was just like, yeah. Because like if you think about it, I would be in low income housing right now just with everything mm-hmm. that's going on. You know what I mean? But right. I'm blessed enough to have some money set aside or not even money, like to have to get to to know the people that helping me in my financial situation right now, like with my apartment, with my car, with with my health insurance. So, yeah, it's just a lot of factors play. And I, I'm actually interested in, are they built yet? Because I kind of want to drive past and see them in person. No, no, but that that, okay. neighborhood, that neighborhood I keep referring to is there. And it is, it's interesting. It's, it's an oasis in the middle of a questionable neighborhood, I, I guess. I mean, yeah. you you wouldn't expect that these modern type houses right there, but it, it is oasis like. I mean, and that, and I think that that's that's like I said, like that's wonderful. Any opportunity for somebody to be housed because housing um, housing is that it's that base, it's that foundation in 
building yourself a healthier life, you know, whether it's working on your mental health or working on your recovery and uh, substance use challenges, getting a job, rebuilding your relationships. Like it, that is that, that's that found that pillar for everything else to come from. So, I mean, one great, great. If, if anything comes out of this year, I hope it's that people see that like almost everything is interconnected and that's why there are no simple solutions, even though you go, I'm just taking one random example out of the air. Jeff Bezos could donate all his money and save homelessness. Well, yes, he could, but I mean, it just doesn't work like that. Like Floyd, you you talked about the laziness factor. And then I immediately thought, well, what about the fact that there's a lot of, you know, systemic reasons that that keep that makes it uh, almost impossible for some of these people to escape this low income housing through no doing of their own. They've just been born into it and they can't get out of it. It just traps them. So all these societal problems, regardless of color, they're so interconnected (laughs) from from Alex, like what you said. Having a home and having a steady home can mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you're able to focus more on your education. Having that education Mm -hmm. and being in the right school system, if you're able to, is how you can progress. And all these things are interconnected. That's why we can't just go throw money at the problem and fix it. It's it's not that easy. And honestly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, and when you throw money, like, it kind of diminishes going back to what Alex said, their dignity. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people just want to do it on their own because they don't want a handout. Like their their handout alone is already having housing. You know what I mean? So they don't want like they don't want it to like a charity case. I remember growing up, my and if I disappear, I think my headphones are charging. We'll add this to my shitty morning. They keep going boom. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that Mine means are gonna go out or, too. Yeah, so but anyways, but um I think what I'm saying was she handout. I said, yeah, I remember my mom always saying because when my grandmother was around, she my grandmother. I it didn't didn't dawn on me until I was an adult, but like I would always hear my mom say, "We're not a charity case. We got this. We could, my me and my kids got this." And I never understood what she was talking about because I was like seven, eight, nine, ten. But like as I got older, I realized there were there there were people trying to help my mom get back on her feet, like being a a family woman who was a stay-at-home mom with two kids and then one day uprooted she had to go to work and my mom has always been a strong person like she's been educated she just had two younger children back to back and was just like well i have a husband let me just raise my kids and i and when you say you want to just throw money at the problem a lot of time people don't want money thrown at them they want right. to earn it they want to get back on their feet they want to they want to my mom always said, when you buy something, you respect it and cherish it more. And I never understood that until I got my own apartment. And I get it now when you're just like, when I bought my first couch, I was like, that's mine. You know what I mean? Like, that's mine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not walking around displaying it to anyone. I just have the satisfaction when I walk in my door that I'm like, look at my damn couch sitting there. Do I even <laughs> ever sit on my couch? No, I go, I walk right into my bedroom. And I'm like, that's my couch. And I think when you say throw the money at the problem... I think, I, like I said, I just think a lot of people are just like, no, I want to do this on my own. So it kind of diminishes their journey as a person trying to get back on their feet or well, trying that, to start their life. I don't even necessarily mean like that problem. I mean like almost any societal problem. Another brief example popped into my head is, um, well, w- wages are, are not rising quickly enough uh-huh. and there's lots of minimum wage things. Well, well, everything 
is like an interlocking system of pulleys. Health mm-hmm. and health coverage is fucking expensive, and you almost mm-hmm. have to like include it as as part of your your salary now. So, and that's why I say here, here's a raise. Well, guess what? Your health insurance. <laughs> you're, you're, that's what I mean by throwing money at the problem. Here's a raise, and oh yeah, by the way, your health coverage went up twice of what your raise went. So again, everything is like interconnected, and it's not so simple. Um, let's. Uh, has ever has anybody seen Sam Meldon on the news lately? Oh. Yes, I think maybe what for the happened? Ability Center. Uh, yeah, it's I think it's the 30-year anniversary of Americans with Disabilities Act, so he's uh-huh. been Oh, that. yeah, because it started at UT. Um, and then uh, Sam is not on the news for, for getting... He is not the fifth council person. Okay, been, I was like, every time you say that, I'm like, what the hell happened now? No, uh, not he, Sam. He's... No. Sam did not get... <laughs> caught up in any FBI scheme. <laughs> I will, uh, he hasn't been on council for a year. He has yet to establish the threshold for what bribes will uh, will cost you with him. Um, okay. Weirder things have happened in American history. I know, I know. But <laughs> Sam, Sam wants people to slow down in, in neighborhoods, and he's uh-huh. going to uh, introduce, I think, some legislation to increase fines for neighborhood speeding, and it'll all go towards better uh, better traffic safety measures uh-huh. in the city and uh, I bring it up because yeah everybody could probably drive a little slower in neighborhoods but I do have one complaint or one thought on this uh-huh. I everywhere I've ever lived I've never come across what we have here in Toledo and it's those mountainous speed bumps in neighborhoods which I think are great <laughs> ideas to slow people down I remember they one, are However, they need to paint them because sometimes I'll be yes. going a little bit of mm-hmm. fast. I next thing you mm-hmm. know, I'm airborne. I'm like, oh shit! I'm like, so, some hazard. <laughs> I agree. When I when I was uh, first moving here and I was driving around some neighborhoods, by the time I could slow down after seeing the bump sign, like Floyd, I was already airborne. So, <laughs> so I have no problem with them being in well, neighborhoods like or as big as they are. <laughs> And I don't speed around neighborhoods like the people Sam is trying to get, but I, Floyd, it sounds like we're on the same page. <clears throat> I have two requests. One, paint them and or move the bump ahead sign further in front of the actual bump because yeah. by the time I see it and recognize it, I'm already going over it. Yeah, no I shade. In some neighborhoods, also I don't think you should have a no parking here sign because in most neighborhoods that, I don't know if you guys know this, People park over the bump, so you don't even notice the bump because it just looks like cars are parked there. They and you're just do. like, and you're just like, boom, boom. You're like, oh, what the hell? Oh, there was a bump. Oh, hey, I didn't see you. Okay, that's cool. Now my, that that that's what, what that thing. What's that thing called? Exhaust pipe. Now that's dragging on the ground. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that because I I would always go to Tiger Bakery on Monroe Street for lunch and then I would uh-huh. cut up one of the side streets to get back to like my job off Central and I would forget like I would be in a rush so I would go to get the Tiger Bakery and then run back and I would forget and then just like fucking fly over these bumps <laughs> so, like please just paint them like that's what normal yeah. people do <laughs> and may- maybe the, that they w- that would make them eyesores in neighborhoods mm-hmm. So at the very least, like put the street signs farther ahead of the bumps so that, look, if you're going 20, you can get it down to 15. 
Um, but it sounds like we're all on the same page with that. And I, I mean, would you, rather, would you rather a yellow eyesore or would you rather like multiple cars breaking down like in the middle of your road? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or arguably that's or, also an eyesore. Or elaborate on that yellow eyesore or dead kids. Yeah, I was you know what I mean? that's like, true. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the campaign that's slogan. There. That's why they're there. That's it. Go tell somebody. Tell Sam. We need a uh, we need a, a nickname for Sam. Um, like there was loose cannon Nick Comives. Well, I was thinking like slow sl- down, Sam. Yes, yes, yes. Huh? You do, do you you want to roll with that one? Yeah, slow down. I Sam. like it. Slow I like down, it. Sam. Uh, ne- next things when it comes to roads and who's who's echoing? Is that somebody's earbuds dying? Oh God, no, I'm good I hope now. So tomorrow, um, from the trail to get on 75, you're going north on the trail to get on 75. It closes, so you're going to have to detour, and it's going to be closed for two years, and that's going to be that out of downtown. Be, uh, no, it's going into downtown or or towards downtown to get on 75. Um, oh, that, the loop. The loop. No. I'm trying to figure out where it is. Like where you get off on the trail towards That's downtown. That's when you're you on the trail. Up. When you're on the trail heading towards downtown, and you can either go to the right to Collingwood, go to the left to the highway, or straight for oh, downtown. Not yeah. the loop. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to like pass what Alex just said and go to Washington street to get it. It's going to be probably a big pain in the ass. And that's just avoid it altogether. Find another route. You know how you, I feel about I'm, detours. If you that's can in my route every day, but um, also with construction stuff, um, there's a, a, a phone call or a zoom meeting on the 12th to widen 475. I know. Kind of like what, what's happening now on the South Park. Now, I don't drive this anymore, but Floyd does <laughs> all the time. And I wouldn't, I, I, I'm kind of shocked. So there's this committee or this call to ask the community whether 475 should be widened from Douglas <laughs> to 23. And I've got to say. So asking the community. And I've got to, my answer would be. No, like you don't They're have to say no. They're tired of construction in that area. Well, there's that, but I, unless I've never been involved in volume on on that. <laughs> Me un, either. And, like un, unless there's an accident, uh, everybody's doing everybody's doing seventy, and we know everybody's doing seventy because that cop that sits on the hill at Prometica just like clicks dollar signs. And, I don't right. get it. I, I know that uh, sometimes there's a backup for people going 475 east to get on 75 north, but that's a lot better since they widen that. So I mm-hmm. don't see any reason but, to widen 475 for maybe the only reason alone, like you said, Floyd, there's no more construction, especially when it's not desperately needed. And as, and as a traveling resident of that way, because after you said, I go, oh, that's the way I go to work. And the only time it's backed up is between the hours of 4.30 and 6, which <clears throat> technically is rush hour. Right. So mm-hmm. even if you widen it, you're still going to have that traffic volume just in five more other lanes. Which but I, I feel like you could argue that that backup is because of the construction, like not right. because right, of, which is, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Floyd, where do you hit the, where do you get slowed down, going east or west? Uh, blah, 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 back home towards downtown. Right. I don't know which way that is. And, so, but and it's probably but it from people. Rarely getting... ever happens. Like, right. when I get off work, like, look, 
perfect example. I left work yesterday at 4.15. There was like a little backup, but it kept flowing. It's not like New York, Chicago, Atlanta traffic. It's not stop, stop, bumper to bumper. It's kind of just like Alex said. We go five feet, we stop. We go five feet, we stop. And then we get up there, we're like, oh, it's just construction. Or, oh, there's an accident. Like, it's not uh-huh. like it's tracking because of the population. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you can't completely eliminate um, rush hour traffic. And right. unless there's an accident, you're moving and you're not even... You're not even crawling. You're moving. You're just going slow. And most of that stuff is, again, because the flow, the, the direction you're going is probably because people getting on 75 North. Now, maybe um, they do something at 475 in Talmadge, but even there, I think it, things move pretty quickly. I just I mean, think, just leave the damn highway alone. It's smooth. It's not a mess. They must got some extra money and boredom on their hands. I, I mean, just don't. I'm I mean, on their hands. <laughs> they are going as far because I too am on. I take a highway, which is completely annoying. I literally just have to go over the river, so I have to hop on and hop off. And the construction is just extending my route further and further and further. I get on um, 75 South from the trail, so I have had to like loop around, go downtown, come up that side street, and then hop on 75 South, which is also closing for the next two years. Yep. They also closed my South Street entrance like to the highway as well. Oh, yeah, so they did. They So they closed now two of my entrances, but they're reopening one, so cool. But they're going as far as like building another bridge over. Like They have now extended into the neighborhoods, into that marina, across the river, Oh, next to the casino like they are extending it out so far and i'm yeah, just they... like i don't understand why like there is literally never the only mistake you guys made is the south street on ramp was way too short and people didn't let other people merge so you either yeah. let me merge or i'm going into the river so we're either going to get into an accident <laughs> or i'm going into the river and that's not happening but it's like why what what like when in Toledo history have we ever had the traffic that consistently that we need this? Couldn't this money be spent on something else? Community policing, um, well, wait, neighborhood I, programs. This is this this is state money uh, for yeah, those roads true. anyway. Um, the biggest well, Kickstar roads that they're going to put on the ballot again. Well, those are those are city roads. That's city money, yeah. Boo. The, I remember the the biggest traffic gaffe I can remember was when I first got here, um, when 475 was under a great deal of construction in that ProMedica area, and they finally opened up, they they finished all the construction, and they opened up the ProMedica ramp. And Uh then, so it was ProMedica, like ProMedica, then going to 75 North. Um, And then they wound up closing that exit and kind of rebuilding it, I think, because mm-hmm. to go from the ProMedica ramp to 75 North was dangerous because there wasn't enough room. So you had like an X happening of drivers. You had people trying to go from ProMedica to 75 oh. North, and you had people from 475 trying to go 70. 70- Sorry, this is like word soup, but it was dangerous. No. And then they closed we called it. it. We called it. We called. We called it. Blind Spot Hill, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was a hot mess. I remember. And, like, there's not enough room to get over, like, four yeah. lanes. So I mean, I, I am just that. At this point, like, 
I feel like there's a thing with Toledo drivers, and I don't mean to offend Toledo drivers, but I just bully my way in anywhere at this point because I'm like, you know I have to get over. You are also in a lane that cars merge into. You either speed up or slow down. But if you're not doing either, I'm going to make you move like because mm-hmm. you don't want us to hit each other. And so I win every time. <laughs> like, but so I will just go at the best speed I can. And my little my little baby car will let me go. And I'm like, I'm getting in there one way or the other. Alex, let, let's talk about your uh, your drug being taken away from you. It's not so. Here's my situation. My my, I've got loops, also known as lupus. It acts up. It's been acting up. So I am always in a flare in the summer. I said that flare is um, mainly like with winter. I mean, I'm sorry, with seasonal changes, right? It, yeah, yeah, okay. and like stress. So. And so yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like extreme weather, um, like acts it up. Right, right. So, um, and it it acts differently in different people. And like my, and it acts differently in me, actually. Like last year, it was in my brain. Like my brain was really affected by, by the, my issues. And this right now, it's my hands where I feel like I'm writing novels every day, like handwritten all day, (laughs) you know, like that ache of just all day. Mm -hmm. So I went to the doctor's office and he's like, bro, you have put off this medication. I got diagnosed maybe, I want to say four years ago. And they were, I was on like a melting pot of medications and they were making me really sick. And I'm like, I don't like this stuff. And so there's two specifically that I just don't take anymore. And he's like, okay, but I'm going to increase you here. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I do fairly okay. Well, I'm not okay now. And he's like, Alex, you cannot avoid it. You cannot avoid it. You have to take this medication. So I was like, fine, send it to the pharmacy. And sure enough, he it was hydroxychloroquine, which is um, COVID's, like, I don't even know what to call it. I don't have anything witty to say. Um, <laughs> it, it is hydroxychloroquine, which is um, traditionally used for people with autoimmune diseases. And I can't get it. Yeah, My insurance will not approve it um they keep you know they keep fighting so we keep having to do like prior authorizations and like send over why i need it and they're not approving it and then like i'm learning and so i called my doctor's office and they were like well we don't have any news for you all we can tell you is we're trying is it because so many people have heard the president talk about it as like a, a savior that people are asking for it so now they're making it harder to get yeah, and so that was what I asked. I was like, can you tell me, like, is this something that a lot of his patients, um, I'll just say his name, Dr. Alturic is the best locally for rheumatology. But um, I was like, can you tell me, is it something that a lot of, you know, people, rheumatology people are having issues with? And she was like, yes. Like, she said it in a way that she was so annoyed. She's like, yes. And it, and it is a direct result of oh. COVID and, like, people believing um, that this is what's going to solve the issue. Now, I don't think that you can just go out and ask for the script. Like, I think that doctors are pre- still prescribing it, but it, the demand for it, I don't know if it's the supply or if insurance, if it's, if it's just now really expensive because there's so many people using it that now my insurance won't cover it. So I don't know if there's like lack of supply or if it's just expensive, but I've gotten some advice like after that. And I, 
other people that I know that were taking it can now only get a seven day supply and it's like 30 bucks for a seven day supply. And this is the medication you take every day and you can't get off of like you have to take it consistently. And to make matters worse, it's going to take it's slow acting. So it's going to take me like two months uh, for my body to adapt to it. And so I'm even your 30 day supply is not even you're not even going to feel the effect. Right. And he's like, Alex, don't miss this med. Don't miss this dose. It's going to make you sick. You have to fight through it. And I'm like, all of that for something I don't even want to fucking take. <laughs> like it, The one thing that has been true is when they're coming out and they're saying hydroxychloroquine is not a medication to play around with. It just isn't. Like I have to see the eye doctor twice a year so I can make sure I'm not going blind. Like all these side effects. And I can't even get them. So here I am right. still like in an immense amounts of pain regularly. And I can't even get the medication to help me. I'm just going to hit the weed. <laughs> like what, <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> am I still I'm here? Kidding. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. You're there. Okay. My one earbud died. So hold on. Mm. No, you're there. I can, I can still hear you. You're good. Um, Yeah. I, I'm glad to see that at least people in my orbit didn't take that, uh, that lady that uh, the president retweeted seriously and had some fun with it. So that was enjoyable <laughs> yesterday. And, and I, I guess, like, if you want to decry real scientists like, you know, Fauci and, and other experts, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, but it, it, at least it seemed like... It seemed like demon, demon sex, and alien DNA was a little much for some, for, for even some people. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just, I mean, it's just, it's just frustrating. Like it's just that extra bit. And I remember, and shame on me. Like, and this is, I guess, my privilege speaking. But I remember in the spring when this conversation started happening, and it was like, I think I even shared something then. Like, please don't let this demand for hydroxychloroquine pull away from the fact that there are people that are re with real life diseases that like lupus can kill you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's my, you, it's, it's to stop my body from attacking itself, attacking the healthy parts of itself. And for other people that, you know, that's your kidneys being attacked or your liver being attacked for me. Thank God. It's just like my joints right now. But, um, it's just, it's like, please don't let this be an issue. And I remember like, well, I don't take that shit anyway, thank God, but I don't, you know, I don't blame other people for being afraid. And then here I am like tail end of the summer, August or midsummer, and I'm like running into this problem. So it's really mm -hmm. frustrating because so, like they prescribed me really strong ibuprofen. They're like, here's some really strong ibuprofen and it's not helping at all. Like 800 milligram isn't doing shit. <laughs> so. and, and this, here's the thing about that and I, I i love all of our medical professionals and like i remember when i got my wisdom teeth pulled and like i had some other stuff like motrin 800 mm -hmm. it, it's not worth a prescription no it's not it really is like i'll just go to the quarter store and get my ibuprofen and just take four of those that's yeah. motrin mm -hmm. that's, like, you know do, what i mean like if you can like, do girl, math i can do that my own if you, can, if, you can, if you can do math, you can get your own prescription. Yeah. 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 So, but can I ask you a, like a serious question? Sure. Like, so um, when they were just talking about this medicine, even like he talked about it earlier within the discovery of COVID, because remember when he said told everyone mm -hmm. to drink bleach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you know did you know of the medicine before like your doctor telling you you have it now you need it now or like oh yeah. You, Okay. 
when I was diagnosed a couple years ago, that was one of the first medications they put me on. Like that was one of the melting pot of meds that I was on and I didn't like it. And it, it did make me really sick. Like, as in, like I most likely would have to go on FMLA now because it's okay. going to keep me out of work. Like it's going to make oh, it so hard that was for the, me to. Yeah. I was like, that was the initial medicine that you were like, I don't like this. Right. Like that was, okay. I was like, you guys, I can't do this. It's making me sick. I'm having a really hard time. Like I literally in, at work, nauseous, like chewing on ginger snaps, you mm-hmm. know, or, or ginger candies. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to make it. And so he's just like, we had a conversation. I had a, like a, conference call appointment with him on Friday and he's like Alex you either take this or I have another medication that's not as well known and it's an injectable and you're already on an injectable so do you want to take two injections like like it's which is essentially like an insulin syringe you want two of those or you want one I think you need one and I'm like yeah okay fine I won't be a child anymore. I will absolutely get on the medication. Like even there's even sometimes where he's like, okay, Alex, I need you to take this for seven days. And I'm like, Dr. A, you know, (laughs) you know, I don't do well with these things. And I don't want to be like dependent on them. Cause if if I was on all the medications I was supposed to be on, I would be taking like four a day. Mm. So, um, Anyway, but maybe I would have avoided this. <laughs> you know, you live and you learn. But yeah. But it's I'm your body, though. You it. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's being a diabetic. Like my doctor always is like, well, how's this medic- medication treating you? You're like, well, guess what? I got all the side effects, doc. You know what I mean? Like you, you right. know what your body goes through. And maybe right. at that certain point in time, your body was like, hey, this is, I, we know we have to manage this but this is too this is too extreme right now for us like you know what i mean let's wean ourselves let, let's lean ourselves into this medication so like you know it's, your body more than anything you know what i mean it's you just sitting you know, na- i say you sitting at work nauseous that's not you being productive with work that's you feeling your effects of lupus you know what i mean i, I think about yeah. these things when because i was telling eric when i had, was first started my new meds being a diabetic I was like, I feel like, do you remember when I was like, I feel like I have every freaking side effect. Yeah, you had like a stomach thing almost every morning, it seemed like. <laughs> it was mm. disgusting. And I finally told my doctor, I said, hey, I can't be doing this no more. Like, it feels like my stomach is eating my stomach and my intestines are freaking having a boxing match. So like you, like I said, don't feel bad. Like, you know how that made you feel, but it just sucked that like your doctor's like, hey, we have to put you back on it and you are you're a strong enough person just to be like, all right, fine. But then have your insurance say, guess what? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, it just sucks. It sucks and sucks and sucks. It's, it is, it's just a pain in the butt. And, and it's like, this is the, first of all, it's the summer. And so, you know, with lupus, you're not supposed to be in the sun, but I live for the sun. We all know this. And then, you know, <laughs> part of the flare is like, just, uncontrollable joint pain like I like can't hold a coffee mug joint pain you know Mm. or like right things and and with the fatigue is just awful like I'm not I'm not somebody that sleeps like well into the morning you know like on weekends I will get up at 8 30 or 9 because I feel like I'm losing my day I slept until 1 recently 1 (laughs) p.m and and I don't do that but my body was just like girl you can't, you physically cannot get out of this bed. So don't even try. And I'm just, 
it's just like, can this be over with already? So I was extremely disappointed. I went to the pharmacy on Saturday thinking I was getting my meds and I was like, where are they? And they're like, oh, they're denied. You have to call your doctor's office, which I couldn't do until Monday. And then I called them Monday and they're like, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a problem. Prior, <laughs> just like, prior authorization can be dirty <laughs> words and cause yeah. big headaches. As yeah. You're finding out. I've, I've been fortunate recently where I've had like doctor's offices or whatever make the calls for me. But when you got to do them yourself, it can be a real nightmare. No, they're, thank God they're doing them. them they're doing them. Um, but I've, I'm getting close to where I'm like, okay, well, let's go with the alternative. I heard like Walmart and GoodRx is successful and that I can get away with like a 30 day for 120 bucks or something. Yeah, so let's you, do that. If you play, <laughs> if I've played with the math before on GoodRx and it, it was weird, like, uh, I can't remember it specifically, but, uh, if I was thinking 60 milligrams of something, it was $218. But then I went to like another pharmacy on the site and what if I take two thirties? It was like eighteen dollars. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. if, you pl- if you play with the math, it'll it can come out in your favor. Floyd, are yeah. you going to Ashtabula tonight? Um, depends on what the governor says today. Oh, that's right. He could have a big uh... bar. So there at two o'clock today. We have uh, lots of great programming today at two o'clock. There's a t- <laughs> there's a TPS announcement, and then that's the time the governor does his daily things. And he has he has a bar announcement, I think. Um, yeah. so I have some inside information, not going to say where I got my leak from, but I'm part of a group and they're expecting him to do the 10 o'clock bar closing for everyone. Cause I figured um, he was, yeah, I figured. So, because with the coat, and here's my issue with that. <clears throat> I think Mr. DeWine, and I'm going to, I'm going to step on my old man Anderson pedestal is judging Ohio based on how Columbus is acting. Columbus has lost their mind. They don't know how to act. And I'll be the first <laughs> one to tell you, like, if this gets put in place, my first and only Facebook post today will be, thanks, Columbus. Because I think he's basing it everything on Columbus, which is easy to do. It's the capital. He lives there. He's I'm out there. Assu- he's, he's out in the bars and clubs every night. He is a partier. And I'm assuming that he just assumes rest of Ohio follows, follows along with Columbus. If you look at the numbers, I said this yesterday, Lucas County, even though we're in the red, we are doing our part. We can't stop those people in rural areas because that's where the COVID is hitting. And I even posted on Facebook yesterday. I was like, so if these bars bars are forced to close at 10, does COVID only strike at night? Is COVID like thriller? Well, they like, can, is it just sitting there? It's like it's close to midnight, and I'm just like, ooh, it's time to attack. I think the but, uh, the, the Columbus thing said that they can only be open from uh, like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. So I was like, all right, everybody hit the bar before work. But here's the thing, though. So so Columbus, I, like I said, I have friends who work in the city down there. Columbus has like the Detroit ordinance where certain things are considered adult entertainment. So theoretically, like if someone plays like George's, like there's a few bars like George's down in Columbus. We'll say show bars or Hamburger Mary's. It's probably a better example because they're geared with drag shows. They're not allowed to open until five, six, or seven based on their liquor license. Mm. PM. So mm. that's say the latest you open at seven PM. You can only operate until 11, you're calling last call at 1030. 
My friend yeah. who's one of the show directors down there, she, she well, I'll say there, sorry. Yeah, he's a gay man, but the drag queen, but identifies as a fae. See, I'm still learning myself. They say, what's the point of me even getting in drag? If I open at seven, my show's at nine, that gives me a good hour to entertain people. Like, right? what's mm-hmm. the point of me showing up for work? And I and I get that, and I feel that's going to happen here. But luckily, I'm fortunate to work my whopping 12 hours at the mall. But I'm not going to bitch about it because it's some sort of income. But I'm still, like, it's just... It's the it's yeah. The, I, I'm with you, Eric. Like, like, dear Governor Dwine, you're not out in these bars. Like, if you're like, and people are like, and I got attacked yesterday when I said, "What's the point of closing at ten? Like, all these people are like, "Well, when people get drunk, they're close to each other." I was like, and they, of course, they're coming off from people who don't go out. I was like, well, if you saw the, if that was the case, and when people get drunk, they're not. I don't know if you think it's like 1920s prohibition. Like, when people get drunk, they're not sloppy hanging on people and being dragged out of a bar. Like that's speak for yourself, this... Floyd. No, no. but <laughs> even at I think they're drunk with you. No one's swaying <laughs> and vomiting over the bar or touching other people. I get like... handsy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, no, it's not like oh, like like no one's like freaking May West out there. Like I'm dating sure. myself, but like no one's getting drunk and they're like, oh hey, big boy, come over here and touch my titty. Like you know what I mean? Like no one's doing that. So. And I said, Wait, they, like, they, so they, it, they probably are. <laughs> I mean, if you're, but, but here's the thing, though. Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. So Ooh, if I we're gonna do hand. this, sorry, no, no, because I'm, <laughs> I'm very. This is like my first like anti-COVID guideline thing. So if we're doing yeah. that. Are you going to tell churches to shut down at 11 a.m.? Well, there's a lot of people wait, close quarters together. Well, yeah, well, hold on. This, this is like a larger discussion. And no, it's not. I'm just saying. Like, no, if you're hold, gonna do, if wait, you're gonna, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It's a. I'm about to make a McCain and hang up. I'm mad. It's a larger discussion <laughs> where people are, are when they're drinking and drinking a lot and deeper into the night, they're going to lose their inhibitions. And even if they don't lose them sexually, they're still raising their voices in loud places. The churches are problems, too. In fact, groups are problems to, to put. Alex. Sorry, oh, my no. headphones died. Um, I think it was the governor of Rhode Island or somebody said she's put it put it nicely people are partying too much and getting getting together in groups and floyd it's like that's why i wanted to stop you with the churches thing remember the uh the winery in henry county where 90 cases happened three weeks ago is finally opening up again tomorrow at five o'clock and they have been out of business and there were more uh more local places cited, some somewhat, well, I think there were 12 places cited, four at Putin Bay, some Mexican restaurant, and somewhere else. So it's well, just... Putin Bay's trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, I, I, you can't expect me to police this with the ever-changing uh, with the ever-changing rules. First of all, they're not changing anymore, and you know what you got to do. Um, but you just can't keep these people uh, uh, apart. Like the restaurants and bars wanted to be open because these people live paycheck to paycheck and they got to pay the rent and all that stuff. But this, this is, we're back here because of that. But, but are we I back ask, here though, because like, of that? Or are we back here because Mike DeWine backpedaled and started opening up the state? Like, he he I, don't, has, I don't blame him because look, it's like, but this was all his doing though. Like it was all like, we're gonna relate. We're gonna lift up some guidelines because he probably got a phone call from someone higher up, which is like, "Hey, I'm watching you." He had Did a bit. You know, he had a, he had that that business council, and 
look, we're going to make better decisions with this all the time. And I think he regrets opening as quickly as he did. But I I think regardless of of any time, I mean, this has been one of the better states. I think he's done a great job, not a perfect job, but this is the position. And I think he had like real appeals from, you know, Kelly, who serves at the Dirty Bird, from somebody else who works at a restaurant at Applebee's. I, I don't think those people were complaining and whining. I think that they were making valid points that they need to get back to work. But this is where that has gotten us. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing though, that is confusing too, and I'm, and I'm like pivoting to the state of Michigan is I know, I think Michigan also might have done this, um, where they're, or they're going to, where their bars are going to be closing, but then they're reopening all casinos at like 20% capacity. And so I'm like, why, why, you know, is that because that, that money goes to the state? Like what, Probably. what you're getting you know yeah yeah i mean it, it's it again everything is interconnected there's all yeah. these it's 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 just like an it's an infinity of of scales yeah. so i i'm curious to see what, ha- what what happens with his announcement and whether it's like a couple of weeks ago where he's like he gives numbers and then if we don't tighten up then he puts some rules no, I think he already did that a couple of weeks ago. I think this is I think he's going to come down with like a health mandate and it probably is going to be, you know, I'm t- all all bars, you know, are going to have to close at 10 p.m. I guarantee it's going to be Floyd. I'm not I don't mean to pick on bars because you're right about churches. Uh, last week, there was a big graduation party. And when I say big, there was probably 20 people who were not acting raucously at all. I couldn't tell if they were wearing masks or not. Probably not, but it was right across the street from me, like in the in the big grassy area across from my front door. And there were 20, 25 people out there all afternoon. And mm-hmm. that, that's the shit that's getting us in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm just making a cane pouting because I'm just like, whatever. Because <laughs> like, 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 I, I, like I work, I see how people act out in the bars. And it's not as dr- dramatic as all these people are saying. So and no, trust me, I'm there from 10 to 2. Like, it's not, like, everyone's social distancing, and I hang at certain places where they're implementing. I just think, it's just like anything, it's just a general rule, and I know it's going to happen, but it's one of those things that, like, we're guilty by association, so it is what it is. I think it's easy, it's easiest, and Alex, help me out here, I think it's Uh easiest for DeWine and anybody else to slap a rule on those places, because... uh, it's it's one big business and there are certain health department rules. It's a lot easier to police rather than that graduation party across the street from me. I'm just going to say, by all means, shut down bars at 10. So go ahead and open schools in the fall. <laughs> well, Whatever. Because <laughs> just... like, clearly there's still a problem. Well, and that, that, you know, but, but even... Alex, go ahead. Even with... Even with schools, like like I said, like I'm playing a little DeWine game, and I maybe it's not funny, you know, because this is this is people's lives, and I'm sure some people don't appreciate it. But even like he has reopened all daycares at full capacity, and I'm mm-hmm. like, are we gonna have some sort of school announcement coming down the line where you know actually schools won't be we're, we'll reassess it after the first quarter? And look, this is not this is not a. Uh, what's the word? Zero sum game here. It's 
it's many numbers because right. there are probably some parents and we don't know this because I mean our friends are parents but it's not us there are probably some parents who are willing to risk any covid stuff right. so that so that their kids can be babysat in school from you know 8 to 3 and mm-hmm. maybe they feel bad about it but it allows them to continue to get their paycheck and keep their health insurance going so these are all like multi pronged problems that's why it's not just like one simple solution because i'm sure he feels he he feels bad in some ways and maybe he'll even say it like during the press conference hey uh daycares are opening up let's try to be as safe as we can because we know that you know the groups of kids can probably pass the virus on to others right it's it's tough it's tough Mm -hmm. there are no unfortunately there are no easy and or right answers um do you guys still have a couple of minutes yeah floyd Yes, you- <laughs> as long as my head, my headphone hangs on. Are my, uh, is my like clicking on my? Is it too annoying? No, you're good. You're hear, good. No, I don't hear anything. No, okay. I, I don't hear anything at all. We've been all clear today. Floyd, do you remember what happened with? Uh, I forget whatever I named that. Gr- oh, Athena. Do you remember that before the pandemic? Alex vanished. The- yes. We went out. Yes. It was yes. I, yes, I, was yes. like, I had like too good of a time and then she just went whether she just decided she didn't like me which I, I don't think was the case or uh, working in the healthcare field she got completely overwhelmed that's right she worked in the healthcare field I was trying to get like how, how do I remember that name okay welcome back Alex Alex now she's clicking Miss Thomas. Yeah, sorry it timed me. It must like I don't know if my <laughs> cheek hit it, but it like as soon as you said you've been all good today, boom, like ended. <laughs> Welcome back. So there was a, there was Athena before the pandemic, and then I've uh, been uh, hanging out with a Mallory, uh, and it's gone really well, really yes. well so far. Uh, okay. We we uh, we had plans last night. She was she's got a very complicated life, like dozens of kids, and has to commute to work, and and an ex that's a, a pain in the ass and doesn't make her life any easier. Um, so yesterday I texted her at three oh seven, just to make sure how we were going to figure out the evening. And then a minute later, she says, hey, I was just going to text you. You're going to be mad, but I can't hang out. I'm sorry for making plans and canceling them. I'm just too stressed and super overwhelmed. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Really sorry. It's like she copy and pasted the one from Athena and sent that. Floyd, what's going on? <laughs> Listen, maybe maybe we're just meant to be together, Eric. Because I got a text message from Bert the other day like that. And I said... Like, I was just like, okay, whatever. I mean, is this has this happened more than once um, with with Mallory? Uh, n- no. I am completely understanding of the complications in her life. In fact, it, it it's good for me mm-hmm. um, because it's allowed me to slow down so that we don't mm-hmm. move too quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, she lives like 30 minutes away. She drives another 30 minutes the other way for work. Again, Ooh, her kids and her her ex is a pain in the ass, but it's been a totally nice pace. And I know she's dealt with a lot of things in the last couple of days. Now I don't know if this is like the last girl where I'm never going to hear from her again, or or she will go, or she'll have you know she'll calm down and and be like, all right, let's try to get together when we can. But well, you know, I was not a huge fan of the girl. Alex, now you're uh, now you're distant. Now you're you're chirping and distant. 
I'm trying to put my hair in a bun. Sorry. <laughs> now, do what I did because, like, I got this same message two days ago from Bert that I was just like, you know what? Why am I? Why am I trying to start something in COVID times? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, first off, it's difficult already getting to know someone, period. It's just awkward. Yes. Now with, like, certain things, you can, you can't do stuff. Uh, you feel guilty going to see them or visiting them or even setting up a potential date or whatever. Yeah, he sent me, like, the same, I'll just say verbatim message you did. And I replied, okay. And he sent me a thumbs up. And I was like, okay, bye. But yeah, and that's exactly how I took it, like. 27-year-old Floyd would have been like, what? What What did I do wrong? But 37-year-old Floyd's like, get the fuck out of here. Did he Bye. send you a thumbs up emoji or did he like, no, did he it was respond up, to the it, message with the thumbs up? It was like he had said everything that um, Eric just said that Mallory had said. And I said, okay, smiley face. Kind of just like, okay, get yourself together. I mean, whatever. And he sent me a white hand emoji thumbs up. And, I, and even then I was just like, you should have just not said anything else back. Don't right, thumbs like, up me. Come on. <laughs> like, come how on, dare come, you? Come, you can say thank you for understanding. I appreciate that. I'll make it up to you. My thumbs up. There's for the some record. things that can be said that show that you're still like interested. Not to say he's not. For the but... record, my reply was not mad, disappointed. You're not wasting my time. And, We'll see if I ever hear from her again or how long I wait to check in and if it's even worth my while. But to Floyd's larger point here, um, well, I'll, I'll take your, your point of dating during COVID and, and one up. And I have a friend who's a, a radio host back back east and he all, he thinks he can tap into me for like single person advice and, and like what's going on. I'm like, I, I'm not. So he, I'm asked, not the one. he asked me yesterday, how is dating in the COVID, COVID era? And I replied, awful, like always. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and so <laughs> that's funny because, like, Elijah and I were talking the other day. And I had told him because he knows about this situation with this guy. And then I was, he was just like, well, on the plus side, it's no difference if it was COVID or without. And I go, you know, this is why you're my best friend. I get it. <laughs> of course, he just Elijah keeps it real. Does. He's like, well, you should be used to this. COVID or not, there's still fucking flaky dudes. I'm just like, you right. You're right. I can't. I can't even blame COVID for this. I know how to pick them. <laughs> it is what it is. Eric, it's fine. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something that my mom tells me. You go to sleep as Eric. You're gonna wake up as Eric. You go to work as Eric. You got your dogs who love you. It's fine. I'm, we're like hopeless romantics, Eric. We don't want to admit it, but we freaking are. Um. I'm not a hopeless now, romantic. I, yes, I are. would argue Eric is not a hopeless I'm, romantic. I'm not. I'm just I, and this this goes like back to my glasses thing of last week. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not depressed. I'm disappointed. That's I'm, fair. So and and w- maybe she'll be like, "Hey, sorry for my freak out," um, and let's figure when we can hang again. But I I don't know. And it's weird too because but normally- like. Isn't with you like when they say they're out, they're out. You don't give them another chance. But I like her, and ooh, this is juicy. Yeah, like you that, like her. What do you like? Tell us. Uh, is this her real name or is this a code name? That's a, there code. are no, there are no real names on the air. I was gonna yeah, say, we don't does say her real names. Know that we keep calling them with like shitty. 
Um, what do I like about her? Uh, she is a lot like the a girl I dated a couple of years ago, but she has like greater emotional and psychological bandwidth. Like when I was having my little That's meltdown it. last week, uh-huh. she was supportive <laughs> and helpful. And we've talked about like mental health stuff before because she's been through some trauma. So she was understanding on that wavelength. And we had some, uh, some good, uh, physical chemistry and, when we would hang, like, when we would hang out, like, there was no pressure to impress one another. We were just very naturally ourselves. So I, I enjoyed it. That's really good. Is she okay with the fact that you sleep on top of your comforter and not under it? She, <laughs> she, she, uh. Which doesn't imply that I'm any way familiar with your bed behavior. You just, she had you to disclose this information. She had to get used to that. Well, she only slept, she slept over twice, but yeah, she was good with that. But uh, last time I saw her was last Sunday and I made her dinner. Um, and we just hung out and, and we got talking about something and I forget what it was but I was like I like this I like and we were like having a back and forth conversation and it wasn't boring and mundane it was like I like this like I could do this and she yeah. was totally cool with that but I get it life can can be overwhelming for all of us I mean I've been there before where I have like really wanted to spend time with someone it was when I was in school and it was like I really wanted to like travel and see somebody that like I just love like you know what I mean like literally like soul connected to and I just had I was so overwhelmed with what I had like I was supposed to be doing homework I was supposed to be getting myself prepared for things and like this trip is not going to do that you know and I I had to say no and it and it I felt so much angst even having to say no like I still remember it very clearly and it was like Thomas and I've been together four years so it was a solid six or seven years ago it's life, man. It's life. Yeah. But Floyd's right. Maybe we were just, uh, we were, we're, we're destined to just sit here and do a podcast together and not, not, <laughs> not, with, not, and he'll have his mom and Jay Sean and I'll have the dogs and that's, that's it. Right. You hey, guys have hey, me like, and Beth and, Beth and Ashley. And Ashley, who I stood up yesterday. I totally forgot <gasps> that I was supposed to meet her out. We were talking about it though. She wasn't mad. Well, she said she wasn't mad. Whoops, <laughs> we that had a good text conversation yesterday, me and Ashley. Yeah, so, but, um... Ashley, she's... I love her. This is now the second time she's... uh, And she thinks, like, she's been, like, excommunicated from the podcast. And I keep telling her, and Floyd, you probably remember, when we had to, like, do this, I'm like, no, you just can't be on because you have to... Like, you have kids around, and you've got to be in your car, and it doesn't work out. You're not banned at all, but this is now the second time she's told me something, and she's like, don't tell anyone. Like then don't. Like no one's I'm not, I'm not, but I'm like <laughs> Damn it, I wanna I, know. It, it's it's so like ungossipy, like no one would care. Like it would be a shoulder shrug, but I love how she's like, Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so oh, Floyd, are you what's your schedule today? So I am going to I have to do lawn Deja stinks doing outside drag. She's not been washed in a month. You can only put oh, two no. and two together. Yes, girl. Poor girl. I took that bag of laundry home and left it in my car and pulled it out last <gasps> night and I was Ugh. like, Ugh. I was like, it like was, a hockey uniform. Yeah, that's what I was yes, thinking. It, it <laughs> smelled like an athlete doused in fucking perfume. Like I was like, Oh, so I'm gonna do laundry today. I'm actually sending an email right now to the 
show director of the show I'm supposed to do at the Cove in Astrobula, I said, I'm just, as I'm typing, it says, just so you know, the governor's making a press conference. It's two. The plan is that, well, the theory is he's going to close bars early around 10 or 11. I said, my plan is still to leave it at 3.30. You should probably watch it, too, to see if you want to make any decisions. So I was like, so I gave her, like, hey, I plan on leaving here at 3.30 with my intention of arriving around 6.15. So um, just going to do laundry and probably watch the press conference for the first time ever just to see if I need to plan my evening differently. Uh, <laughs> so I, I can throw this at you if you want. Um, would you like to make a swap? Uh, you want to come over and do laundry, and then you can also – uh, take care of my phone. Really, I will text you. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing: when I'm doing out of town shows, like I literally have my day planned to the hour. So, but if I what don't do go, I'll come over and phone? do it tomorrow. You I need got... to put a new freaking screen on it, like a screen protector. Yeah. Yeah, he can't I do them. He's horrible at them. If you want to. Two, two things I can't do: put condoms on or screen protectors on correctly. <laughs> First of all, like one is largely more dangerous than the other. Screen protectors. Yeah, screen yeah. protector. My dick does not cost seven hundred dollars. You'll be going to get that plan B. Um, all right, everyone. Well, text me later, Alex. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, and Bye. obviously, if I don't, if I don't go tonight, I'll come over tomorrow and do it because then I'll be home all day, and then I can go into the podcast. Remember, I'm not supposed to be here tomorrow. No, I know. Uh, uh, Philip Philip's going to join us, and, and, the, and the cranky little one will be on too. No, she's not cranky. She's she's with child. I'm. We're back on. We're back on the bullshit where she doesn't respond to, to messages. So fuck that little girl. Oh no! I'm just going to end it right now. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.